Hello, I'm a Eagle, Eagle Gardens, Eagle Gardens 1 on Instagram, and this is Fucking Talking Shit with Eagle, episode 344. Hopefully you guys had a great day. We've got Rob B, Rob's Beans Man on Instagram. How you doing tonight? You want to tell us how you're doing and, of course, where we can find you? Yeah, I'm doing real good. Um, Hello, I'm, I'm Eagle. I'm at Rob Beans Man. It's pretty much it. I don't have a YouTube. I don't have anything else. So pretty much just the Instagram. I have Facebook too, but I don't really use it much. I don't know. I just, I kind of got fed up with Facebook. Like too many ads and like too many spam posts. So I prefer Instagram. Yeah, I gave up on uh, Facebook a long time ago. I recently just reconnected it. Well, I didn't like the Facebook thing because I didn't like Facebook. So I kind of just ducked out on it. I think I stopped using it, really stopped posting like 2010, something like that. Because back then they even announced it. The Instagram police were coming. You post any drug things, they were looking at you and gonna fuck with you and shit. And I was like, all right, done. <laughs> done. Obviously, you've got whatever posts I've already posted, so I'm just done with you. Facebook. And I was happy with that for the longest time. And then they backdoored me with Instagram, their partnership with Instagram. I was like, God damn it. Facebook's in. So kind of one yeah. of them things, I guess. Like for a while on Instagram, they were, um, you know, flagging people's posts. Um, I mean, they still are, but it seems to be like they're letting more things go by now. So I think that's good. <clears throat> I think they're starting to see that it's, uh, you know, not this harmful thing. So. It's about, it'd be nice if at least, at least one platform would let us roll for a, a good while. You know, it is becoming more and more illegal every day. You know, they just need to get over it, I believe. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is people's medicines. So to, you know, to flag posts and to ban people or shadow ban people, it's, you know, it's just kind of messed up when, you know, we're the we're part of the people helping, you know, keeping them in business. So but I understand laws are laws and you know they're kind of stuck, or at least I'm assuming they're kind of stuck between, you know, you know, the state legality like where I am where it's legal and the um, you know, federal legality where it's still illegal. So So, what do you what you bring to the the show to smoke on? Oh, you know, I'm you glad you, I'm glad you asked. That. I brought a few things. Um, I brought some of my you know some of my usuals that I keep in in my flower room at all time. I have some Jelly Roll. I have Big Cat Kush. Uh, those are from Tiger Stripe Genetics. They're out in Oklahoma right now originally from 
California, I think, real good guys. So I got some of their stuff. And I also have some Mac One Panama Red from uh, Bread by Boston Bob. And I can tell you it's phenomenal. It really is. So I was really pleasantly pleased with that one and how it came out. So we might as well get rolling with it. You know, what? when, when was it? And uh, tell us about your, your little, uh, tell us about your first experience with Lady Cannabis. Yeah, no, I remember it like pretty vividly. Um, like it was in high school, I think like freshman year. You know, I was probably like 14. And, um, you know, like the week before, we went to my buddy's house and we'd go to this kid's house because his parents were always working and no one was ever home. So we'd go there and hang out. And um, like the weekend before, we got pretty drunk there and we ended up walking to another buddy's house and the kid's mom kind of like busted a few of us and, you know, like made a big deal about it. So um, a couple kids got like sick and puked. So after that, we were like, eh, you know, like, let's see what else is there. So, you know, also at the same time, like there was tons of weed in school. So um, it wasn't hard to come by. And, you know, we wanted to see what all the fuss was about. So we figured we'd try it out. And, um, you know, like we, we loved it. We had a blast. We laughed our asses off, um, listened to music and ate food and, you know, just had a good time. So, and that was, that was like, um, I don't remember the year. I'd have to look into it, but it was freshman in high school, I remember. And I remember we smoked like a couple times that day. The first time we smoked, I don't remember getting super high, but I do remember getting high that day. So so I got to experience, um, you know, like what it was about day one. And, you know, those are some of my most... Rem- most memorable times of smoking was like you know when you first start smoking because we would just get like baked off our asses and (laughs) you know like it it was good times so I I look I look back on those days like fondly definitely some great childhood uh, friendships built in them sessions for sure (laughs) Yeah, like, you know, I mean, it was like you kind of had to be cool with the kid who had the bud, you know, or at least you like wanted to be cool with him. So, um, you know, so I, you know, but like, aside from that, the friendships you make around it are, are genuine and, and real. So, you know, I definitely, um, it was definitely like good experiences. So was it, uh, did it take off with like a, a pretty, pretty frequent thing right <laughs> off the bat or was it just uh, oh, occasional? Absolutely. absolutely. It was like, um, like a love type thing. I mean, uh, 
love at first sight type thing. And, you know, a lot of my other friends liked it equally. So, you know, we definitely partook as much as we could, you know, um, obviously back then it was still highly illegal. So, you know, there was a lot of, you know, like going out into the woods and just like being paranoid that someone was going to bust us. Or, um, you know, but like whenever we could, we, we would. So, you know, before sporting events and before prom, before a test, um, before, before school, um, after school, so. Do you remember some of the strains you guys were able to get back then, or was it still just the good old brick weed? Um, like there was a variety. You did have brick weed, but um, you know there there was a lot of brick weed and swag and mids. Um, you know there was different like grades of brick weed. <laughs> There was like the worst of the worst and like the the semi-seeded and like the non-seeded and um, there was kind bud, there was dro, <clears throat> stuff like that. Um, the first names I really remember are like Northern Lights, White Widow, Blueberry, um, stuff like that. A lot of times, like, it didn't even have a name. They just call it, like, weed, you know? <laughs> like, here's some weed, dude. So at what point did you uh, find the medicinal value in cannabis, or how long would you consider it to been wrecked before you kind of found, you know, some kind of medical value? I mean, I think, like, the whole time, I was probably, you know, smoking it for, you know, some form of, you know, like some form of relief. Not that like my life was that terrible. Like I had a, you know, pretty decent childhood in high school, but you know, like I found the, the effects of cannabis, like totally in line with what I was searching for, you know, like that relaxation that, you know, that, I mean, I could go on, you know, like, and then you have different strands. So you have different effects from different strands, which like, I don't think a lot of people realize and maybe don't consider enough is like, are they, do they have like a morning bud and like an afternoon bud and like a night bud, or are they just smoking like, you know, heavy stuff throughout the day, you know, like, so, um, but yeah, so yeah, I think so. Probably more within the last five years with the whole, you know, recreational movement and the legalization movement that, you know, I really understood the whole, you know, grasp of it as a medicine, but. No, I think it was always there. It was always for a medical purpose. It wasn't about, it wasn't just about getting, you know, stoned out of my mind. <laughs>
which is good too. Don't get me wrong. Oh, there's nothing wrong with uh, getting heavenly medicated for sure, for sure. So, are you strictly a, a flower guy? Do you do you dab? Do you do the edibles? I'm I like dabs, but you know, I just don't have like all the equipment and. You know, right now it's it's more so like flour, um, you know, maybe some homemade hash, some bubble hash, edibles, plenty of edibles. I got coconut oil, medicated coconut oil that I made. So, you know, I have options. So <laughs> as you should, as you should. <laughs> I believe we should all keep a little bit of, you know, a little bit of everything cannabis around it's good to kind of mix it up you know from time to time day to day i definitely love me some edibles that's for sure but you know currently my dab game is kind of weak you know i'd like to maybe like as things go along a little bit i'll have better access to them you know but still pretty expensive to get and like here at least so especially for someone like me who's not like too well versed in it definitely more of a flower guy can you tell us where you where you are kind of roughly state state-ish yeah you don't have to oh yeah Massachusetts Born and raised, so East Coast. Definitely got a lot of cool East Coast people to hang out around here, that's for sure. A lot of cool people from the East Coast. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to the edition of Cool People from the East Coast. Yeah, no, we did. We. I think, like, looking back, I was, like, at least from talking with other people, like, I genuinely feel like I was spoiled just with the amount of, like, variety we had and just the different kinds of bud and just the different um, qualities and, you know, like, um, I might have missed a few before, but, like, the more I think back about it, the more, the more different kinds I remember, you know? <clears throat> so... When uh when did you start growing? You want to tell us a little bit about that first experience of growing? Yeah, like um probably probably like eighteen ish and not really knowing much about it. Um, wasn't really like in the forums or anything, and had very little knowledge about what I was doing. So, um. That was like my first attempt at it. Um, it's really been like, it's only been the past like five years that I've really been, you know, like much more serious about it. Um, you know, like totally ditched and nothing against it, but I, I ditched bottled nutrients. It just wasn't for me. Um, you know, I had to go kind of like a more organic route. So. And like, 
it was just something I wanted to try. Um, you know, I think it was like the subcool soil recipe. And I think I followed that and it came out so good that, you know, after that, I never went back to bottled, bottled nutrients. But nothing against bottled nutrients. If if you're if that's your thing and, and you're good with that, then stick with that, you know. It's like whatever you want to do is cool. And it shouldn't be like, you know, people shouldn't diss people for what kind of nutrients they use because like some people could argue that, you know, nitrogen is nitrogen, you know, and phosphorus is phosphorus, no matter where it comes from. Um but you know, it was just something I wanted to try. And the main difference I noticed was in the taste and smell department. You know, it was just um, leaps and bounds beyond, you know, what I was doing before that. Right on. Are you still in a uh, super soil now? Or are you more, you know, more into the organic phase of it? You know, it's it's kind of like I'm doing a mix right now. Um, it's not full blown. You know, it's not KNF. It's nothing. It's nothing too crazy. It's mostly just about what's practical. Um, just for for the current situation, and you know, that's just old roots, organics, dry amendments. Um, you know, nothing super fancy. Nothing super. You know, you could argue that, you know, oh, well, that's not, you know, that might not really be organic, you know, but um, that's just what I've been using. It's it's sort of half about the ease of it for me. It's just very easy for me. Um, and, you know, like, I don't think it should be too challenging of a process. I think we want to complicate it. And I think that's you know, for me, it's like, I need to keep it simple, you know? So, so that's what I'm using. It's just their line, their uprising and their um, terp tea. So, uh, what kind of lighting system have you, what, what'd you start out with and what are you running now? Started out with T5s um, or T8s, whatever they were maybe, and um, switched to HPS. Um, I've tried LED, like I've tried the blurple ones. Um, I've tried the newer models, the quantum boards. Um, I'm a big fan of metal halide lights. So, um, my, my biggest, I think the best thing I ever did was run like a few different types of lights, you know, and, and sort of like, <clears throat> like try to get the mixed spectrum off of them. And, and like, that's probably my you know, favorite little trick in the toolbox is, you know, to use like a broad range of, of lights. 
So do you grow more from seed or you, uh, do you just uh, run on just a mix, keep a clone garden going? How did you, I'm a, I would think with a name like Rob's Beansman, you would be running quite a few beans. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think like, hold on, I just, I got to get this better. I, I think, you know, like part of growing is you need to know how to clone. You know, like, um, I, I honestly, like, I feel bad for people who don't know how to clone because they're missing out on, you know, like saving their favorite varieties, you know, like you, you could plant, um, you can't just rely on having more seeds to find that same particular phenotype that you cherish so much. And like, you're not guaranteed to find it again if, you know, if you have however many seeds left. So I think I'm a huge proponent of cloning. Um, but beans, man, I don't know. I, I can't, I don't have any like funny or clever story about the name. It's just kind of like, um, you know, like if I had a weed last name, you know, like, that would be my weed last name. So, if that makes any sense. Right on, right on. So, you want to tell me a little bit about your grow technique? Walk me, walk me through how you'd you'd veg system pre-flower game, if you if you will. Okay. Yeah. Um. I usually start, if I'm like doing seeds, I'll start them in like something like a solo cups with peat moss, um, perlite, vermiculite. Um, I'll start them in that. And, you know, once they get the five finger leaves or seven fingers, I'll transplant them to usually they're like a one gallon or a two gallon. Um, if it's regular seeds and then once I sex them I'll then I'll move them into like the five or the seven or something like that um finish them out and then you know finish you know let them veg another week or two and then flip them in the flower so that's what as I as far do. as plant training do you do any kind of plant training oh, multi-tapping I think it's um if if you're scared of like hurting your plant, if you're like a newer grower, I highly recommend LST. It's the least stressful um you know form of form of training. So um but yeah, I, I definitely top mostly I'll top if I'm trying to like you know, keep the plant shorter or, you know, maybe encourage more, um, you know, branching and whatnot. But, you know, ideally, I won't top it more than once or twice because, you know, I'll have already developed a pretty even canopy by, <clears throat> you know, by, by training it 
in the way I want it to, the way I want it to look. And the way I want it to look is like a tabletop, <laughs> you know, like I want it to look like, um, like it comes up like this and then whoop goes out like that so it can get the most light coverage. Um, so yeah, so usually I'll go about that by doing a decent amount of LST, low, um, low stress training. Nice, nice, nice. So, uh, how about you? What, yeah, are you, what do I do? I, I'm in cocoa. I, I run in cocoa mainly. And my, you know, as far as plant training, it's pretty much whatever it calls for. I tend to let them grow up tall and then kind of pretty much like you said, tabletop them, just kind of bend them over in whichever direction that I need them in. Definitely not low stress. I'm very brutal on some of my plants, but it it works for me. It works for me. So it works uh, for a lot of people. They they usually do not mind heavy stress training or high stress training, whatever. They they actually usually two days later, a day later, look better already. If that's what your plant requires to get the shape that you're looking for, um, you know, just be gentle. Go slowly, start from the top, work your way down a little until you can bend it the way you want it without snapping it in half, you know. Usually, usually I would have, I wouldn't be so impersonal and, and have this fucking background up, which by the way, Pingus, I love the background. Don't get me wrong. Pingus and Chad is the one that designed the background for me. But I don't usually use it for the one-on-ones. And it's usually, I think it's like, I don't know, I kind of get the feeling when it's like the one-on-ones. It's like kind of too showy and like impersonal. Usually I have the background or the my grove behind me, but it's kind of roughed up right now for me being kind of I'm working and doing I've, I've got a lot going the last few days but I, regardless I've got a mess behind me <laughs> is why unfortunately you got the background tonight so sorry about that in no, advance I'm kind of jealous um, yeah usually I, I would be happy to have, have them beautiful girls behind me I think it's going to ask if I can have a Not pissed. Don't get me wrong. I don't. I don't want them to take it the wrong way. But I. I should have made my own background. Let's put it that way. But I'm not like technically savvy enough to do that. So you're stuck with. With. The back of my um, garage here. So. so oh, me me me. Oh, I apologize for that. Oh no, no, no man. If it wouldn't if it wouldn't be for Bingus, I'm not that tech savvy either on a great background. So if it wouldn't be for Bingus, it'd be the same thing. So pretty awesome. Kevin Jodry just popped into chat. Much respect to you, sir. Thank you for popping in. 
Yeah, I've never heard a bad video So what is uh, some of the flavors that uh, you enjoy with cannabis? What are some of the turp profiles that uh, you like? Um, the one I like more than anything in the world, and I can't find it, is that old Piff Haze that we used to get back in the day. Um, it was all over Boston, all over New York. And that's like what I search for, but I have not yet found it. So, so that's like, that's my ideal taste. It, and it's hard to explain, but it was like this kind of weird incense-y, um, like mothball-y, sort of like your grandfather's basement kind of thing. But it was like, at the time, it was just like the best weed that we had ever had. And to this day, like nothing, I can't find anything that I liked as much as that stuff. Um, I'm a big sour guy. I love sour. I love chem. I love skunky stuff. Um, like the stinkier, the better. I just, I just want it to be like ridiculously flavorful. Um, if it's if it's in the morning, something more like an orange or a lemon type of you know type of terpene profile. Um, nighttime, something more like you know berry or grape, um, that sort of thing. Like that's what I'm really you know flavor is my primary thing. That's you know because when I'm smoking, I can't tell if it's twenty or 25% or, or, you know, 30%. Maybe I can, but, you know, I can't tell if it's 19% or if it's 22% just by smoking it. But I can tell if it's, you know, like full of terpenes or if it's just air, you know, like no flavor. So... Big I appreciate the fact that you bring that up, man, because I think people actually base that number too high, you know, when they're making their decisions. I kind of miss the back in here in Michigan. It wasn't too long ago where we could actually just go in and nose jars. You know what I mean? Open them up. And I never even back in them days, never even asked. I never even care. I still don't even care about that number. I I prefer to let my nose pick, just like you're saying. If I'm going to buy, you know what I mean? Totally buy nose. I, I could give two shits about that, that number. Oh, absolutely. I think that's like one of the biggest travesties in the, you know, past few years is, is the whole um, high high t number chasing it's just you know like it's it's sort of like the yin and the yang and i feel like you know like when you're only when you're only breeding for that one thing you may be neglecting other things like like flavor you know and like does everybody need that high of a you know of a number 
I guess it's really situational, like depending on like what what they need it for, you know, because I know there are people that could probably benefit from those higher numbers. Um, you know, but it's it's just never been like it was never important, you know, it never mattered up until the past few years. Um, and and like, how do you even trust the numbers? You can't. You know, so unless you show me the numbers from three different labs and they're all exactly the same to the milli, whatever, to the <laughs> to the point, then I don't trust it, you know. And I just don't expect that to happen. So. Uh, the numbers can be somewhat valuable if you know what they mean. And that's one thing that I'm, I'm kind of let down about a lot of these provisioning centers is that they don't take the time to explain. You know, I really would like to see, well, in most cases here in Michigan, if you go to one, you kind of like joining a club. You know what I mean? You go in and it's somewhat of a membership. You present your cards, you become a, in, the, in their stuff. And I think when you go to a new club that you haven't been to before, I think there should be some type of like educational class. You know what I mean? Your first time here, do you really know how the, the how these numbers work? Well, step over here and just like a little kiosk where you have to watch a five minute video and it explains the different terpenes and, you know, how, how that number what it means and what it's going to affect your, how it's going to affect your selection, uh, I think would be pretty awesome. At least until the general public has an idea of what the heck they're looking at. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, I, I get that like a lot of people going in there will, you know, maybe um, think um, that like a higher number means that it's better in some way. Um, and I, I just feel like it, like you said it, you know, without knowing anything else about it, um, I, I think it's a little misleading, especially if, you know, I think it sounds good that if you're going into a dispensary over there, that you're almost becoming like, you know, part of a club you know, and you're becoming a club member because that's how it should be. You know, like, um, you know, I was talking to my friend earlier and we were talking about like, what happens when you find that perfect strand, right? That one that treats all your ailments. And then, you know, like it's around for a while and then one day it's gone and you can't get it anymore. You know, like, are you just shit out of luck? You know, you might be if if you don't have, you know, someone like, you know, maybe guiding you on, you know, like similar, maybe not like completely the same, but just similar strands that, you know, might affect you similarly to what you're looking for. But I always find I always found that to be concerning, you know, and I think like, um these dispensaries like if they don't know their product if you're working there and you don't know your product then like what are you doing you know like what are you doing there 
you know, let someone work there who does know what they're talking about because, you know, people are going in there for medicine, you know, and they're not, it's not because they have like a headache or something like these are, you know, like chronic serious ailments that people have and, you know, like they need legit medicine. So, you know, I definitely think there should be guidance for people. You know, for patients who are going into the dispensaries. Like a Bud Somalier type thing. Somalier, whatever. However you say it. So how are you are you, are you seeing some of the attitudes change around you as far as cannabis goes? Is it such a, is it still a stigma? You know what I mean? Definitely not. People, I think people consider it like um, similar to alcohol, maybe. You know, like, I think people are pretty open-minded to it. Um, even if they don't smoke or partake, they, um, <clears throat> for the most part, they're supportive of it. You know, there's always going to be those people who aren't. But, you know, the general um, consensus is definitely, you know, people are all for it. They're seeing that it's, you know, not this bad. You know, it's a terrible thing. What is uh, some of the, what would you say is one of the most popular strains currently in your area? What's the hype in your uh, area? It's all, it's all the new stuff, like the Ronts and, um, you know, Wedding Cake and all those crosses of, of those types of things, like the newer stuff, really. Um, you know, that's what... It's just like people always want to try the newest thing. So I don't know if it's the brand recognition or what, but, you know, that's that's what's really like, you know, popular right now. But, you know, um, there's also a lot of like old stuff that's still like timelessly popular, like OG Kush. Um stuff like that that's just never gonna go out of style you know it's like still around and people still buy it so does that affect your decision how do you when you're when you're putting your money out mm -hmm. how do you base your you know your decisions on what you're gonna buy do you base it on hype, on what everybody's talking about, or do you base it on quality breeders, or you know how do how do you go about choosing uh, putting your money where your mouth is? I, I, you I, you mentioned a breeder earlier, so like you know how did you come across them, and you know what what makes you make your choices in beans? You know what I mean. Me personally, I only want to grow stuff that I can't find like out on the streets or in a dispensary. 
So if I could like go around the corner and get it off some guy, then I don't want to grow it because like I just want to grow stuff that's like different or, you know, rare or unique or you know, harder to come by. It makes it more fun. Um, you know, like it just makes the whole experience like a lot more interesting. So I never go based on, you know, what's popular. I could honestly, and that's just me personally, like, you know, if, if you need to grow what's popular, then that's cool, you know. Um, they're usually popular because they're pretty damn good, you know. Like, my buddy was telling me that, and I think he made a good point, you know, because I was kind of ragging on some of the, you know, modern hype strands. And he was like, dude, those hype strands wouldn't be hype strands if they weren't really fucking good. And it blew my mind because I, you know, I, I thought like, dude, there's no way this stuff can be that good. It's just hype, blah, blah, blah. And like part of that's true, you know, but like, but the way he put it, you know, it, it really made me realize that, you know, there are um, certain things that, you know, could command a higher value depending on, you know, what people would pay for it. Um, but me personally, I could care less, you know, I just want to grow stuff that I want to grow because I think it looks cool or it looks like something I think I'll enjoy. <clears throat> so, you know, like, I'll, you know, I'll be on Instagram and I'll look at someone's stuff and I'll be like, that looks like something I'd be interested in, you know, and that's all it is, is just you know, finding stuff that you think will be good for you because it'll be good for you. Um, like you like the effects, you like the taste and smell. And you also want to consider like your environment. And if you think it'll do well in your environment, um, like I'm in the Northeast, it gets cold here during the winter, as you know, where you are. And um, so like I, it would cost me a fortune to run the heat 24 seven. Like I would need to, to keep the room perfectly 77 all the time. <clears throat> so sometimes I will purposely look for strands that can handle the, you know, colder environment that I'm in. And a lot of times that's how I make my, that's how I make my selections. Like I select the ones that, you know, are pretty much bulletproof to my area. So. Very well. So are you, has your, do you have any consideration on what's your thoughts on autos? Auto flowers? Yeah. Um, I think they're like a good tool for a lot of people. I think it's, you know, like, it's a necessary part of the industry. Um, well, I personally don't grow them, but, you know, like, I know people who really rely on that bumper crop of autos in the springtime. 
Um, I mean, living up here with the short with the short summers, you know, autos can be pretty damn useful. You know, like that might be. I mean, you know, like if if people are getting, you know, an extra crop out of running some outdoor autos, or you know, even just leaving some autos in their veg tent, then, you know, if if that's bud they weren't going to have otherwise, then I'm all for it. So. <clears throat> I, I I don't know. Autos are, I think they're pretty interesting. Um, you know, so I think it's just a lot of, you know, they're popular. People like them. Um, you know, like it's an option, you know, like it's just one more option besides feminized and regular photo period seeds. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so, are you dry trimmer, wet trimmer? What's your preference there? Oh, definitely dry trimmer. I, I will not wet trim. It's just too messy. Um, dry trimming also like you get the um. You know, like uh, a lot more keef, I feel like, for, for like dry sip cash and everything. So I don't know. For like a bunch of reasons, I just personally prefer dry trimming. Whole plant hang. Oh, yeah. If, you know, as long as your environment allows it, don't. Don't, you know, like if you have 80% relative humidity, you probably shouldn't, you know, hang the, hang the thing whole. But, you know, as long as your like um, environment is good, then yeah, definitely whole hang upside down. Um, you know, I don't wait until it's like crunchy, but kind of just like right before it's right before it gets crunchy. So do you, uh, I heard you mention uh, coconut oil. Is that the only thing you would uh, suggest doing with uh, some of your waste, your trim material? Like? Um, I mean, the one thing I don't recommend is just throwing it away, you know, like find, find a use for it. Um, you know, even if, even if you have to, even if it's just throwing it into your compost, you know, like for next season or whatever, just, um, you know, don't throw it away. If it's really good trim, you know, then that's prime hash material. So if people are throwing that away, like do not do that, you know, like, or send it to me because I'll keep it. What would be the one thing you could change about your grow right now? Um, <clears throat> probably like I'd get everything totally environmental controlled, like um, digital, like, you know, like 
temperature and humidity controls and all that shit like completely automated um that would be like you know that would be pretty nice for me because like i'm always battling some sort of either <laughs> low humidity or you know low temperatures or then like high temperatures it's it's always something you know And that's not even with a tent. That's like in a room, you know, so. That's definitely an important, important thing. That'd be a good one to change or keep, make sure you've got intact. That's for sure. So I can't, you kind of hinted to it, but has that, would you say that has been your biggest struggle that you've concurred through your growth career so far? Um, I don't know. I mean, not really. I think I've probably been through every possible like bad thing that can happen. Um, except for spider mites, that's the only thing I haven't experienced yet. And you know, fingers crossed that I don't have to deal with those. But I've had every other problem you could ever have, so. It's all part of. The Have you been? That's what makes you a part of. Have you been indoors the the whole time? Have you? No, no, both. Definitely like that. Um, it gets hot here in the summertime, so. You know, like it's not uncommon to get like a hundred degrees, in the dead of summer here, so. Definitely, I love throwing them outside. It's just there's something so natural and beautiful about them being out there, getting the full sun. You know, just they, they're always happier. They always seem happier out there. Not that it comes out as good, but, you know, especially like late veg, early flower, they just look so happy in, in, in their natural uh, environment. You know, like nothing's more beautiful than a than a plant, just an outdoor plant that's just huge, you know? I have to agree. <laughs> I have to agree. I think cannabis in general is a pretty amazing looking plant. You know what I mean? It is so many different colors and shapes you can get out of them. It's a lot of variety, you know? yeah so so is uh i didn't mean to cut you off go ahead sorry no no you go Is there any uh up? Is there any strains that uh, you're looking to acquire anytime soon in your garden? Oh, that's a good question. 
Yeah, the next thing I'm working on is um, this one's from Anthro Sense Amelia. But same same parentals, the uh, Mac one Panama red. But this one's from a different reader. Another good friend of mine. So shout out to him. Anthro lower dash sense Amelia. He's been around quite a while, quite some time in the chats, and I got much respect. He's supported the show for quite some time. Awesome. Awesome to see him in my chat. So glad you gave him a shout out. <laughs> I think you might have put me on to your show, but I don't I don't remember. I forget who it was, but it might have I've been tried to get him to get I've tried to get maybe you can persuade him to come on the show because I've asked him a few times too. So maybe yeah. we can Maybe you can help me out there. I'll do my best, man. I, I will definitely I'll talk to him. He that would be a great episode. I don't know why he wouldn't do it, you know, but but um you know it's I guess it's not for everybody. And it, I'm sure like I don't know. I don't know the logistics of it, so I don't wanna start to you know, like, all right, on, right on. I know he's in chat, that's why I wanted to rise him a little bit there because I would like to get him on, but I do understand. You know, it is, I don't, you know, I get a little squirmy being on the other side of it, to be honest with you. I don't know why, but you know, uh, it, it, it almost the interviews are like almost over by the time I get warmed up, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I should have just warned people, like, just skip to, like, 45 minutes. It'll be, it'll be better. I promise you. But, um, but yeah, that's how it goes. It's, it is nerve wracking. No matter how many times you've done it, it's just never, it never gets easier. There's always that, like, nervous excitement about it. Um, I've been, like, I mean, it's late here, you know, like, I'm never up this late. But, um, and I've been, like, Pretty much. All right. Like, is it is it eleven thirty yet? Is it eleven thirty yet? Pretty much the past five hours. So, um. So yeah, I've been anxiously looking forward to this tonight. So, you know, I want it to be good. I want people to, you know, get something out of it. So. I greatly appreciate you fucking hanging out and fucking staying up, man. You know, it's we love to hear, you know, grower stories, no matter who they are. You know, they're all great tales. They're all great tales. I haven't heard not one bad cannabis story yet. You know? Yeah. It's, the truth is always better than belief in some of the things I've been through. I couldn't even make it up, you know? One of the best things about you hanging out, you know, toughing it out and staying out is you brought the community another night of hanging out. <laughs> so 
I, I think we all thank you for that, for sure, man. Yeah, That's pretty so awesome. I'm grateful to be here. Get it twisted for a second, man. I couldn't be happier. So. Where do you see your cannabis journey taking you? Do you know, do you plan to just kind of hang out and just grow your own? Or do you do you see yourself kind of you know jumping in a little deeper at some point? Um yeah, as long as it's like, you know, within the boundaries of what I can do, like legally and fucking you know, I would love to take this bigger, you know. Um but I got some things. It's it's gonna be getting bigger anyway because I got things in the works, um, seed projects and stuff, and gonna be doing a lot of free, lot of free seed giveaways. So, so because like one thing I don't care about is is the commercial aspect of that, of this whole industry. I think it's kind of like disgusting, really. Um, I don't, I don't like how people try to like, um, monopolize on a plant. You know, I think it's kind of, you know, like playing God too much. So, you know, I got plans, but nothing involving like selling anything for a profit or anything. It'll be free seeds. That's pretty awesome, man. That's pretty awesome. And uh, well, now that now that you've done the spotlight, you can always come on one of the wormholes when you're feeling generous and want to give out some of them beans. You can always come on and pass some out. Lord knows we love beans around here, Rob. It's part of your name. <laughs> Call me the beansman for nothing. You know, so um I you know we can we can give a pack away tonight if you want. It's up to you. It's up to you, my friend. You know, <laughs> you know it's not mandatory, but man, if you'd like to spread the love, that's that's on you, my friend. It's not mandatory, but um, that would be, would be good, right? Um, but yeah, we could we can do that. Always. Right on, right on. Well, usually how we when we give seeds away here, we usually do it in a, like a number, pick a number type thing. That would be Are awesome. you even able to see Chad? Have you seen Chad tonight? I didn't ask that before. I'm a shitty host. I forgot to ask that before. I could beforehand. I wasn't really close to the chat. So. Right now. Well, it's a bummer because they, they, they've given you a bunch of thank yous for sharing your story a few minutes ago. So uh, hopefully you go back and check out some of the comments and the, Sounds pretty cool things for you hanging out. But uh so yeah, unfortunately you won't get to see all the numbers and stuff then. But uh that's usually how we do it. It's we do like I usually take how many people it's eighty currently, you know, 
multiply by four, 32, 320. Uh, so that's like a one in four odds, you know, being able to get the number. So if you tap your phone, yeah, you're on a phone, you can, uh, it'll say there'll be like a chat option. And that's just a chat between me and you. That's like a text chat between me and you. So the no, you the option would be between zero and three twenty. So you want to pick out a lucky number between oh, man, zero and three twenty. I can't do all that. Man. <laughs> Come on, how do I don't know how to do that? Hold on a second. Okay, okay, Wait, I got it. Well, yeah, all you got to do is tap the screen. There you go. All right. So just pick a number? Yep. There you go. I got you it. get it? So now I'll put... Uh, I did. I did. So here in a sec, I will put start in chat. They'll have... But let me tell you 30 seconds. Let me tell you what it is first. Lois <laughs> Jones. All right. It's on um, Orange Apocalypse Meow times old Afghan NLD. They're regular seeds. Um, the Orange Apocalypse Meow is a super purple. Um, very terpy, orangey, delicious candy tasting, um, beautiful colors. The NLD is a narrow leaf Afghan variety, so a little less common than the broadleaf that most people associate with um, Afghans. So I think it's kind of like a cool project. They are untested. So, um, but they, they come from good stock, so, and they should be real fun. They should be, you know, good, um, in pretty much any environment. So at least we hope, you know, right on, right on. So if you want to, it sounds good to me. Yeah. If people want to. Sounds good. They think they've, they think they've already got it, Rob. They think they've got already got it. They think they're liberators. I'm watching chat right now. And they said, chat said, you mouthed it when you wrote it in chat, which I didn't see it. And they well, if they're liberators, they're liberators. But it could have happened. But I, they say they've seen it. Let's see how good of lip readers they are uh so here Mama, you guys go 50 packs of seeds here <laughs> you guys go so how many people oh, shit. <laughs> all right i'm picking Hold on, i haven't put start no, we're picking a new number forget that everybody cheated they already go and they didn't get it these people wanted to see. There you go. You guys didn't get that one. Oh, no. Oh, boy. 
I'm pretty sure the whole shit. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say, even if they you did mouth it, they, they're terrible, love breeder. <laughs> yeah, I still got 50 seconds. I have not seen that number yet. Uh, do like this number wins or whatever. Yeah, we usually go to the closest. Thank you, by the way, for spreading some love around the community, man. It's been a great year. I've seen so many genetics just free flow through the community this year, man. Pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't believe shit that people would probably like hunt out to buy, but, you know, like I just breed what I love and enjoy, you know, like most of the time it's a passion project. 99% of the time. This so here is my passion project, my friend. So that's it. That was that beeper that you heard there was a minute and 30. Of course, you I did see stop there in chat. So anything after that stop, unfortunately, does not count. I'm going to cheat here, and I already see one number that is really close to the winning number. The winning number was 57. I already see a 55, but I think that's as close as we're going to get. That's pretty damn close. Yeah, that's real close. Who was that? That was, I believe it was Sunrise Grove. Yeah. Yep, Sunrise Grove. Uh, yeah. Sunrise Grove, could you please DM Rob Rob Speensman on Instagram? And you better follow him. You better be following him when you make that DM. Darn it. <laughs> yeah, Just say it. No, Just say it. Let's see. They should uh this this community is really good about supporting the people who come on, so yeah, dude. I mean we can do another one if you want. I mean, can we do another one? You wanna wait a little while? Hold on, we have a dispute. That's up to you. We got I well it's sun. Soil born, ah, soil born addiction says Ivan. Also, damn it, I didn't see Ivan. He said Ivan said fifty five two. Now it's a matter of damn. Who was first? Neither one of you were exactly right. How can you settle it? Comes down to first, he's uh, this has happened before. I shoot my mouth off before I double check. That's why, oh, Ivan was first. Some of bits, I mean, he was like right out of the gate, like fourth you guys, one. Everybody, they both get a pass. Don't worry about it. 
they would both step on themselves. Even more awesome. Yeah. We'll do another one in a little bit. So. That's awesome, brother. I bet they both greatly appreciate that. I hope you enjoy it. Um, I purposely bred it for a reason because I love both parents. So um, I haven't grown them out yet, but you know I'm, you know I'm thinking they're gonna be pretty damn good. So so when you're uh, as you as you're certain. I'm sorry, I'm rudely interrupting. Go ahead, my friend. We'll do another giveaway in a little while. But, you know, both those guys, that was a tie, so they, they both win. So that's how we'll do it. It's really cool. Really, really cool. So when, you, when you're breeding... Uh, how are you choosing your males, if you don't mind sharing? Plug in here. Um, the males, the males can be difficult. Um, I definitely will not even pick them if they don't smell. So if they don't have like a smell going, this is crazy. I don't even, this isn't anything scientific or anything, but it's just something I like to pick the smellier males. Um, but that's just one aspect of it. There's, <laughs> there's a lot more to it than that. There's, you know, basically how, how much of a survivor is it like, how much can it handle adverse um environments and and just thrive regardless you know that's how i choose a male like they they have to be tough you know they can't be so what would what are some of the things that you notice that uh the male would brings to the combo i feel like oh man i was just talking about this the other day with someone i i i'm I'm trying to think what i was telling him i thought that there was a direct correlation between the male and the height and i don't (laughs) like i said before this is nothing scientific it's just something that, oh, oh, color too. I, I feel like, um, you know, like a colorful male seems to pass that trade on, you know, like pretty, pretty often. Males, usually the structure you'll see, you'll see some. You know, ideally, you'll see, you know, a lot of the best traits of each parent strand, um, whether it's a male or female. So even with your male, 
you know, you, you want to hunt it the same way you do a female, you know, and you want to hunt for whatever the best um, traits are, depending on your environment and what's best for you, you know. So when you're uh, female hunting the female, what are some of the things that are you taking in? to consideration is it more bud structure or is it the structure of the plant um structure is important it's definitely not bud structure though um i no longer care about bud structure like i mean ideally you want it to yield you know something but um with the female it's it's all about the taste and the smell and and the effects, you know, like I won't breed a female until I've already grown it out and smoked it and enjoyed it, you know. Just choose your favorite, choose what you like, you know, if you're making them for you. Bud structure definitely plays a lot in my decision. I hate to admit that, you know, if it's a keeper no, it's or not. Like in different situations, you know. In my particular situation, it's like, it's just not important for me. You know, like, obviously, I'm not going to pick something that looks like a Dr. Grinspoon unless I'm hunting that type of look. But, you know, like... It's it's important to me, but it's not the most important thing. But but sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, you did. You did. Uh, no, actually, you know, it it's just anymore. You know, I just trimming is a you know one of them things I'm just starting to dread, and I still do it by hand. So if it's you know super leafy. It can be super good, but I ain't got time to trim super leafy shit anymore. I want stuff anymore that I just practically have to do nothing with. I know that sounds super lazy, but it's it definitely plays a lot into uh, keeper or no keeper. Yeah, like the, the high pallets to leaf ratio. That's That's important, you know, like Nobody wants to be in trim jail all, all day or all night, you know, all weekend. Um, I don't know what's, I mean, I guess, like, it depends on what the end result is. Like, is this, is this staying as flower? Is it getting squished? Is, you know. That's a good point. That's a good point right there. That's one thing I don't do. You know what I mean? I don't press anything into rosin currently. So that's not even, you know, something that I'm even taking into consideration at this point. Hash, uh, that's one thing I don't, you know, I always just look at uh, hash as a bonus. You know what I mean? I'm not, it's not necessarily a key factor. I'm not growing for extracts. But I guess, you know, if it's 
still in consideration and I, you know what I mean? I've harvested it and I've had the chance to run that and trim and I see that it, that, you know, it's a good material. It yields like crazy, full melty. Yeah, I may think that may add to keeper or no keeper, but not necessarily for extracts is why I'm growing at this point in time, but that's at this point in time. <laughs> All kinds of different buds have different purposes, you know, so that's why it's it's great that there's the variety there is because, you know, like you say, you're not looking for something super leafy and, you know, like, um, I don't mind that always because I'm, you know, like you said, making, you know, hash out of it, so... Like I can, some of those leafy plants just yield like crazy in the, in the hash department, you know. Um, but it is a with that being said, though I go ahead. I've, you know, in my experience, you know, some of the loudest shit that I've with that being said some of the loudest shit that I've ever grown has been just lettuce. <laughs> you know? And yeah. it's... Uh, Dude, I remember, like... So I guess if you... Go ahead. No, no, no. Please, you're the guest. <laughs> <laughs> no, you go, no. Yeah, so that, that bud I was telling you about earlier, the Piff Haze... Um, I would not classify it as like pretty by any standards, you know, like it was, um, it was deceivingly good, you know, because just looking at it, it, it didn't look like anything special, you know, and it was kind of like one of those don't judge a book by its cover moments for me, you know, <clears throat> when it came to this. And at the same time, you know, there was a lot of draw and stuff around that, you know, like had big, huge buds, but maybe the flavor wasn't there, you know? Um, I could think of, I can think of some bud that we had that had huge, big, dense buds, tons of white, I mean, tons of orange hairs, but the taste just wasn't there. You know? So there's, you know, ideally, you want those huge, dense buds and the flavor to be there, you know? And, and that's when you found something special, I think. You know, like, because you're right, dude. Who wants to be in trim jail all week? You know, like, a lot of people are going for medical reasons. They might, they might have arthritis. They might have this or that pain, and you know, like it's, it's just not practical for everybody to trim like super leafy bud by hand, you know. So you made me think of a question for you there, yeah. You know, taste and density. That's uh, that's one of those things. So. How do you, when are you pulling for your, your bud? Because I think that's, that's, 
both can be achieved without, you know, manipulation of the plan. It's just when you harvest and later harvest can be a more dense of a bud, but earlier on can, you know, can be more flavorful. You know, for me, I, I prefer to let it ripen out. I like to see your fat right up. And if it's a slight variation in flavor, I'm, I'm willing to lose a little bit of taste for, you know, the weight, the heavier weight density of the bud. But how do you, how do you, how do you harvest? What, you know, what's your factors that you're looking Probably a little earlier than you do. Um, you know, just because I'm trying to capture it at that most flavorful moment. Um, you know, without cutting too early, you know, you don't want to short yourself of like a couple extra ounces by trimming, by cutting it too early. Um, it's kind of one of those things where you have to run the strand and see how long it can go, you know, like, and if you know how, if you know it can go 95 days, no problem, then by all means, you know, if that's, then do it, you know, or whatever it takes, 65, 75. That's another thing too. I think people get a little bit anxious on that pole. People are people are afraid to let them, you know, roll. I would have to like take five cones of the same exact strand from the same exact plant and and cut one at like. 45 days, cut one at 50 days, cut one at 55 days. But, you know, like, um, I, I haven't done that. It's just too much work. So I'll experiment, though, like, sometimes, like, because I do keep cuts and I do keep cones, like, I'll try running it, like, eight weeks. I'll try running it 10 weeks. You know, I'll try running it 90 days and and see, like, see what which one's the best you know you might think that so like oh you might lose a little flavor by running it longer but if if you prefer those effects then you know there's no reason not to run it full term like that you know Yeah, I, I, in my opinion, I'm not losing much flavor. I'm gaining more, from, in my opinion. You know, I prefer to let the... I don't even, you know, scope them anymore. That's long gone. Oh, no. no I actually I let them ripen out. I like to see that all them hairs change, or damn near all of them change, before I'm thinking about harvesting. They'll change anyway and dry, throughout the dry. You know what I mean? Not always, but they... But I like to see it naturally done right there in the plant. Yeah, no, you bring up like a ton of good points, man. You know, um, trichomes, sometimes they don't turn amber till, till you after you chop the plant. Um, hairs can turn red afterwards. You know, like the physio, the physiological part of the bud changes. When you trim, when you chop it, so um, 
you know, like you may be getting a little bit of CBN in there that you like, you know, by running it a little longer. Um, but you're getting the added bonus of, of getting a bigger yield compared to if you, if you chopped it at, you know, 60 days. And like, I, I see a lot of beginners doing this is that they try to follow the, um, the recommended growing time too much. You know, so they'll they'll message me and they'll be like, Rob, like it says it's a 60 day strand, but I'm on day 70 and it's not done yet. You know, so it's like I tell people you can't always go by that. By the suggestion. So you, you've got some nice looking flower shots on your IG page here. What has been one of your more picturesque? Uh, strains. Probably that one apocalypse meow, man. That thing just, that was just like, um, it, it checked all the boxes for everything I was looking for. You know? Um, it's got big, dense buds, beautiful purple colors, super frosty. Um, amazing flavor, amazing smell, amazing everything. It's, I couldn't, you know, I wouldn't, it's perfect as is, you know. Um, it's a beautiful plant, but it's also on top of being beautiful. It's, it's very good medicine. And, you know, that is so important. If it was just beautiful, that would be cool. But the fact that it's also really good, you know, just it's a total, it means everything. So um, aside from that, that Mac one Panama red, man, um, that thing is just, it's some of the better tasting bud I've had in a while. Um, it just has this unique sort of, Someone said it was like sour apple. And I was like, dude, it is like sour apple, you know, like. Um, but then it also has like blueberry flavors and all just it's just a kaleidoscope of flavors. And I I just find it like. Oh, it's, it's just my go to, you know, those two. And and can't forget Cosmic Blue. That's definitely my all-time you know top three of all time so definitely a good one definitely a good one right there which a lot of people might not have heard of before it's um gorilla glue number four times space queen um and it's just you know it's unbelievably good it you know it checks all the boxes as well you know like um low it's not super leafy so the leaf to calyx ratio is good um super terpy super super skunky tons of flavor it's just you know really killer i see you're also may know another past guest frequent bean giver Randy Family Farms is giving you a shout out and check uh, currently. Oh yeah, big shout out to him. He's 
he's a good friend of mine. Um, I highly recommend everybody give him a follow. He's very trustworthy. A fellow mass hole. So, you know, shout out to him. <clears throat> There's another one that uh, I missed, man, from the Boston area. Charlie's Farm 420, Farley, Farmer Willie over there in Boston, man. I miss that kid. I check in on him time to time, but man, in the beginning, he was here quite a bit. I miss that dude as well. There's a lot of cool people over there in Massachusetts area, man. Oh, yeah. Kevin Jodry, that was just here in chat earlier tonight, man. Again, what are those odds? What are those odds he'd happen to pop in on a Massachusetts episode, huh? <laughs> Maybe like a subconscious thing or something. I don't know. But I'm glad he stopped in. That's cool. Man, I'm glad everybody stopped in. Um, you know, I never really like know what to say when I'm doing these. So, you know, I appreciate everybody bang with me when I you know, stumble my words and shit. Um, usually I'm in bed by like 9.30. So this is like a major step for me, so. Okay, we appreciate it, man. And they have two, man. For sure, for sure. Like, um, the thing with Boston is you just have people who don't give a fuck and they don't believe, like, you know, if something's just because they say something's illegal, they, they're not going to just, you know, be like, okay, well, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to do it. You know, like, they're the kind of people who, like, rebelled against, you know, like, the British and shit. So, you know, like, there's always been that person from Massachusetts who's like, you know, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to grow a warehouse full of plants or, you know, I'm going to fucking ride around with fucking 100 pounds in my trunk so it's it's always been like you know easy to come by but you know one thing that's been kind of inconsistent has been the quality like for a while the quality was not too good and um like any good weed was just ridiculously expensive um it was almost like out of touch if you were if you weren't like you know like willing to spend that so <clears throat> it was good bud but i mean like i'm i'm saying like $600 an ounce you know like just crazy prices so you know just like who could afford that you know it is pretty crazy you're right there Holy shit. I'm not saying that was normal. That's like, you know, I've got that high at one point once ever. You know, that wasn't like a standard thing, but like, you know, 400 was, you know, like for the high, high end stuff, like 400 was pretty common. I think when it was more black market, I think it, I, well, most I seen or most I ever played was three. 
and that kind of stopped. And it, that was that was right about the time where it was like, you know what? Yeah. I think I can fucking do this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It was almost like a blessing in disguise because all that bad bud was like the reason why I started growing. So it was almost like, you know, that, that blessing in disguise. Um, but it's I'm, been, in, you know, that was one of those things I've talked about too. I think it's, you know, it's a character building experience. You know what I mean? It is, man. I think I've said this quite a bit, too. I think that's the point, I believe, where it goes from wreck to medical is when you actually start growing. I think that's the point where you go, you know what? There's something different. You know, I I just feel different about it. It just kind of calls you in a different way. Yeah, I mean, if if you're growing for your own personal medicine and that's like a really satisfying feeling, especially when it comes out killer. Um, so I know that in itself is just one of those things where it's like it, it maybe normal people like I'm when I say normal people, I mean like the anti-drug people, like maybe they might think it's lame, but to me, like, uh, a successful harvest was like a really good feeling, you know, like that was like a proud moment. <laughs> it might sound sad, but that was like a proud moment for me, like harvesting that first batch of like killer bud that was just like better than anything else around, you know? So. <clears throat> I agree. I remember so I fucking gave out a lot of that first one. Just because I was so fucking proud of myself. You gotta try this shit I grew. <laughs> and then you have nothing left and you're like, damn, I wish I didn't give that kid a quarter. Dude. Yeah, yeah. But it just makes you want to learn more more and better techniques. You go, ah, oh, shit, I gotta do a little bit better. Making them oh. plants a little bigger. Yeah. As like time goes on, it's it's really obvious that it's still an evolving sport, you know, like we're still learning stuff every day here, you know, like so you know, there's really it's all just trial and error right now. We're still trying to, you know, I mean, I think people are on to something when they're, you know, building a soil and, and trying to replicate, you know, like a um what would be like a good environment for that plant you know like um i think those are the people who are closest to figuring this out are the ones who are you know like um making their own soils that you know are just full of stuff that's you know like beneficial to plants Do you see yourself evolving down to like a complete living soil type environment someday? I would, I, yeah, I prefer it honestly because, like, it, you know, I would prefer a water only type situation. It would be easier, you know. 
it's not that i mean it's in my opinion it's the easiest way to grow but you but you need to read up on it and the information's online but once you do you'll find that it's definitely the easiest way to grow you know you might have to reinvent rabbit hole you know, aside from that, like you can't beat something that's sort of like a water only type, you know, living soil. Definitely uh, nice looking um, plants, tasty for sure. That's it, that is a deep rabbit hole. Once you start opening that organics and start reading, boy. You know, especially when, you know, and that's that's something like going back to your question earlier, like that's something I'm considering looking into, you know, is like maybe getting away from using those, um, the roots organics and, you know, just trying something different, you know, maybe something like, with more <clears throat> plant-based stuff and less like animal-based stuff, you know. I just, you know, but I'm, you know, I'm still experimenting. You know, there's, I, I like cocoa. You know, like I've been wanting to go back to cocoa. It just, you get great results. You know. I've done cocoa and had, you know, like a hell of a time doing it. Um, and then I switched to pro mix and like the pre-amended stuff. And, you know, I've tried pretty much most soils on the market. Um, I don't like saying that like one's better than another. I think it's, that's my common theme is that like, it's about what's best for you individually you know, something that works for me over here might not work for you over there or for John in Arizona who has like a desert-like climate, you know? Um, so like not everybody, not everybody can grow organic. Not everybody wants to grow organic in, you know. I find it interesting though. I find it all very interesting. I think that's another, like as I talked about earlier, I think that's just another, it's, it's, a, it's another great way to grow, but I think that's another, as I spoke of earlier, just cultivating the plant, I think some character building experience. Yeah. But I think once you turn down that, organic road it's a it's another bright turn character building experience for sure yeah i mean you're doing like to me it shows that the person's interested in you know having what they think will be like the cleanest meds possible so that's usually like why they want to go that route you know they think it's um the the best like cleanest most natural type way to grow 
I'm like I said earlier, I'm more like I, I don't care what I use. It's just about getting the good flavor, you know. That's my most important thing. Let's let's well, as long as it meets your your bill, that's all that matters. Just like you said there. Yeah. Like um, it, it can be tough because you can you know sometimes it takes a couple of runs to even like figure out your your soil or figure out your newt line, and then like once you finally do now now someone's like recommending you try something else, and it's like now you want me to try something else after I just am like now understanding this, um, but like. You know, so I don't I don't try to like push it down anyone's throat, but you know, I've for people who are like starting out, I I tell them like don't be scared by organics and and these like organic based products that you know it's nothing that don't think that it's like um too complicated for you. <clears throat> You said that uh, you're usually in bed a lot earlier. Are you an early riser? What do you do during the day? <laughs> What's yeah, the daytime holds for? Uh... I don't know why. I don't know why I'm just an early bird, like for no reason to. Like I don't have to get up for anything, but I don't know why. I just go to bed early and I wake up early, but that's like. I don't know. It's just like the routine I've been in, you know, like I was on the other spectrum where I was like up every night from midnight to 5 a.m. And and then I was like sleeping during the day and stuff. And, you know, like <clears throat> it, which is cool, you know, like it's fine. But this is just, I don't know, it's just working for me right now i like waking up earlier like it, it's lame but i feel productive like waking up early and like banging out a few chores and stuff like waking the sun up you know right now. so if you could uh tip your head to somebody who would you say who has been uh an influence in your growth you know, and don't, they don't have to be famous. They could be a friend, whatever. Has there been somebody that you've, you know, taken a lot of advice from, taken some notes? Um, I don't know. Like, I, I feel kind of like I've been selfish because, like, you know, I, I'd go around and, like, cherry pick things from people, you know, like little tidbits here and there. Um. You know, and I've picked up a lot from, like, a lot of different people. So, um, it's hard to think of one, but, you know, I could probably, you know, like, I could probably think of about 20, 30 people who have really been helpful to me, you know. 
The community is awesome, man. I love this community. Like, um, before before the whole thing happened, like, I was going to um, the Hemp Fest here in Boston every summer, and like, it'd be every September, and it was like one of the biggest ones in the country. And they, they called it Hemp Fest, but it was like, you know, like, it was just, it's this big gathering in Boston Commons, which is like a huge park in the middle of downtown Boston. So if you can picture there being like a central park type place in the middle of a downtown city being filled with thousands of people smoking weed and there's all these different like um, vendors and, and all different kinds of stuff like food trucks and um and like concerts they had like actual musicians there and like real bands and um like i i loved going to those events you know and like i'm i'm really looking forward to going back to those type of events you know because like uh there's just something it's just freedom you know like you're in the middle of boston and there's thousands of people smoking and and the cops can't do a thing nobody can do a thing you know and and it's beautiful nobody's like fighting nobody's hurting each other it's like a peaceful event you know it's it's um like that's the kind of that's the kind of stuff i like to do definitely love them events I, my favorite thing about them events is that smell. I call it the festival smell. Ooh. When you get out of the car at the event, and it's like every dab that you can imagine going on in there. Just that that one just it's everything. It just smells so good. It makes you just want to like float it in there. It's like, oh, there's good times in there. <laughs> It could be a perfectly sunny day and, and there's just clouds of smoke, you know, like the whole rest of the city is sunny out and then it's cloudy as hell right there, you know. I've been to a cannabis cup in Clio, Michigan, that as I was traveling to the cup, I swear to you that I could smell cannabis 10 miles back on the highway. <laughs> and that's no bullshit. It wasn't coming for me either. I just rolled down, you know, I had the window cracked and I could smell it. I was like, I just, I knew, I knew it was going to be a, you know, an awesome day. And it, it was. Yeah, I mean, there's been some legendary concerts out your way. I mean, if you want to talk about, like, cannabis history and everything, I mean, you know, there's been some really big things that have happened at, at things like, you know, concerts and, and now these conventions and stuff. Like, it's, um, it's, it's a good thing for, for people in the community, you know. <clears throat> You couldn't do this stuff 10 years ago. And now that you can, it's like, you know, it's a weird feeling, but. 
but I dude, like here here in Michigan we're working on like camping events. We're having camping smokeouts here, man. We're not like, we're not like you come and fucking go home that day. We're like fucking come stay the weekend, come heavy handed and shit, and just get fucked up for the weekend. And shit. That's kind I mean, of so. It sounds silly, but that's like that could draw a big crowd, which could you know make a lot of money for a lot of people, and it could be a good thing, you know, like. Um, hopefully, you know, like, hopefully the towns and cities involved will see it that way. And, you know, you'll just start seeing a lot more of these type things and maybe even like a a cannabis tourism type thing where, you know, you can go to like some cool, like summer camp for stoners or something like some cool, like camp out with with bands and and barbecues and all that stuff like that would be killer you know like uh, that's like an amusement park for adults you know like <clears throat> you know it it was it was a good time because uh it it seemed to be like the funnest part of the evening like when people were wandering off from the main event and like going heading back to their campsites. And then it was, you know, people gathered around the fucking fire burning down. You could hear little bits of shit, you know, his, you know, stories as you walk through, but man, it was definitely more of that community vibe. You know what I'm saying? It, it, the nighttime was way cooler, I think, than the, the daytime event. Oh yeah, dude, everything. That's just, you know, it's almost like, like you were saying earlier, like you don't even get into the show until like two and a half hours in, you know, like that's how a lot of these events are where like the nighttime is where, you know, everybody's just like more comfortable and, you know, people are winding down and like just enjoying each other's company. So I've always been a big fan of that type of stuff. Like, I I think that sounds really fun, you know, like what you said before, like, I would go to that. Well, the one that the main one I've been up here to, it's in northern Michigan, and it's set in the middle of fucking... Huron National Forest, and it's there. There's absolutely nothing around. You know what I mean? So it's just like a bunch of fucking stoners in the middle of the forest, and it's it's pretty cool. It's actually uh, it's at a Bigfoot Lodge they call it in uh, here in northern Michigan, and it's you're in an area where you could sit there and smoke a joint and be like, Bigfoot could be around here. You're that deep in the woods where it's fucking possible. It's possible. Well, I could picture that being just like incredible, you know. I would love to do it. I hope you guys get some events like that. They'd be, they should be more like that. Or you can come here. (laughs) 
You can come to ours. They advertise something. If they came up with something like a package where it's like a plane ticket, an Airbnb, and you get to go to that show for like a set price, I would 100% go, you know? Yes. You bring up a good point there. In my car. I think there should be more cannabis resorts. <laughs> I think it's a, it's a good idea. Cannabis themed resorts. I mean, hotels to where, like, you know, you've already got you've got your you know, dad bar already set up for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Boy, I'd hate to fucking get in. You, you people talk about you know getting that alcohol or the shit out of the mini fridge at a hotel. Imagine how a fucking bad it would be to grab them dabs out of the fucking dab bar there. Oh, it'd probably be astronomical. <laughs> that would be amazing, you know. I hope that's like I hope that's the direction that things are going in where it just becomes like much more like acceptable and prevalent and open and you know, like I think Fuck we yeah, could you imagine just imagine like a room service like fucking being checked in like that and just sitting down and having like a menu and just be like, yeah, something like a quarter of the OG and somebody just run it up to your room and shit. Just yeah, here you go, sir. I'll put it on the bill. <laughs> that, that other be fucking awesome. You know, like the way there's a hotel bar like it'd be cool if there was like a hotel you know smoke lounge you know Uh, but you know we'll see we'll see how things go can't you know can't rush it too much like um i'm i'm more like i'm more focused on like the whole aspect that like a lot of states still can't grow legally you know, like, I think that's a huge, um, like, issue that only, only, nobody, one, no one person could conquer, you know, like, it would take something like the cannabis community to continue rallying the way they were, you know, for legalization, you know, because, like, it's good times, but people are still going to jail for this, you know? And um, it shouldn't be that. You're right. You're right. You know, it should be more normalized. I can't believe how fucking, how quickly I adapted, to be honest with you. It blows my mind to believe that, you know, there's still areas in the United States, in the world, that, you know, you could go to jail for pictures on your phone, whatever. You know, I, I like I said, I can't believe how quickly I adapted from, like, not, not thinking I would ever see anything close to this in my lifetime to <laughs> smoking quite frequently in public. <laughs> yeah, and fucking almost blatantly sometimes. 
You know what I mean? I've, I've actually talked about smoking that joint like almost right up to the store door and then flinging it like a fucking cigarette on my way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I walk down my street smoking a joint like it's a cigarette, like it's nothing, you know? Like, but, and like, uh, I forget what I was going to say, but I know you mentioned something earlier about like how how society was about it, like how the people were, um, how they viewed it, you know, like, and like in this area, people are pretty laid back about it. But like, I don't know if people would be like that in other parts of the country, you know, like, um, you know, because I know there are, like you said, it, honestly, when it became legal, it, it might as well already have been legal because I'm sure you had already been blazing, you know, like I didn't just start smoking weed in downtown Boston when it became legalized, you know, like <laughs> that was, that was an always that, that wasn't like a new thing, but, um, you know, like I, I'm curious how other places are regarding like the, the social stigmas and stuff. And you know, I know some places like, I mean, like Oklahoma, I, I always considered them to be more maybe like on the conservative side, but, you know, like it seems like um, people seem to be pretty okay with it over there. So seems to be doing good over there so I guess I'm not sure how you know no it is well I'm it even in, in the amount of time it's been legal here in Michigan there's still still those folks that shun down on it a little bit <clears throat> it's still depending on the environment and uh, the crowd, it depends on how open I will be about uh, what I do. Then there's times, though, you can't get me to shut up about it <laughs> in the crowd, so depends. Yeah, I, mean, like, I like to think of it just like it's going to another plant, like you're going to notice. I, mean, like, I, don't, I don't look at it. Is, is anything like you know bad or anything it's it's honestly been like nothing but a great experience for me and like I just you know, I wish I could go out and spread the word about how much you know growing my own stuff has like helped me out you know because it genuinely has um it's kind of been like the one, you know, like that one um, constant thing in my life, you know, it, it's kind of like my, it's like part of my foundation at this point, you know, it's like in my blood and I, you know, it's just like the moonshiners, you know, like it gets in your blood and, you know, like you get hooked on growing, you know. And um, it's like, it's not even, you know, it's just like, 
you just enjoy it it gives you peace it's relaxing you know like they did a study about these old ladies in japan and they were trying to figure out why they lived so long and it turned out that they were all gardeners that was the that was the constant that they all gardened and they all lived in late into their 90s you know <clears throat> i know i'm trying to grow some food this year I'm trying to grow some tomatoes and beans and stuff like that. Getting some cucumbers from Miranda Family Farms. <laughs> Dude, this guy down the street from me grows these giant, like, huge pumpkins. And I don't know what he, I don't know if he uses hydro newts or what, but he he grows, um, He's like, he, he like enters them into competitions, you know, these giant pumpkin competitions. I'm there. That's when I, when I grow, when I was growing a garden a few years back before I moved up here, that was always one of the things I like to grow just for the that reason right there i never entered any competitions but i always like to fucking just see how big of a fucking pumpkin i could grow <laughs> the other thing i kind of fucking like to grow which i had no real need for and was uh sunflowers i, I used to grow some i fucking big mammoth motherfuckers. <laughs> i love those. i i I highly recommend everybody try growing sunflowers. They're, they're wicked fun to grow. They grow wicked fast. They're just like really fun and beautiful plants. But I don't want to bore people talking about sunflowers. So, um, you know, I definitely want to talk about the bud. So I apologize for getting off topic there. <laughs> um. But I do recommend everybody try it out, you know, try growing something else. It, it helps you out, you know, it, it can help you out with growing cannabis if you're growing other plants, you know. I definitely agree with that. Widens your skill. Widens your skill set for sure. Yeah. So is there anything you'd like to add to this? I think I've kind of brain dry in my questions here. Is there anybody you'd like to give some shout outs to? You want to jump in the wormhole? <laughs> yeah, I definitely wanna definitely wanna give a few shout outs. Um and I definitely I apologize like for not being able to follow the chat. I just couldn't do both at once. It's way too much, but um I appreciate everybody who who stayed in tonight and you know I'm down to do one more giveaway. Um, how many people do we have on right now? We're hanging at 82, man. We've only, we've tapped out over 100 at one point tonight hanging out with you. I um are you done or do you want to do one more giveaway and then we'll start wrapping things up? I'll just, you know, I'll send you a number. Um, we'll do a giveaway or what? 
Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. I am not going to not deny this community any chance to fucking grow, brother. <laughs> that would be, that'd be counterproductive of what I do here. Yeah, that would kind of be counter-punch. I do thank you for helping the cause, that's for sure. Yeah, dude, I want, I just, I like doing stuff like that. It, it just makes it kind of fun. And, you know, it's just, it's just for fun. Like, I don't have a ton, but I do want to give a few away. Um, just to show my gratitude to the community. And, well, I think the community owes a little gratitude for you for helping us have another night. I think I kind of pointed that out earlier, man. I will. I will hit up the two winners, so don't worry about that. I'll hit. I'll hit you guys up. Um, I don't know if they're still on or not, but I'll hit them up later about the prize. So <clears throat> I'll send you a number. All right. Okay, man. And I don't. I'm not gonna mouth it this time. Should have tricked him. You should have tricked me. You should have just totally mouthed something completely off the wall just to see if they could pick it up. <laughs> what are we doing? What is it between what? One and a hundred and... We'll do... Uh, we went up a little bit. 85, so we'll go 340. 340. Zero to 340. Yikes. <laughs> All right, guys. I do have that number. Let's see if you can make any use of what he mouthed you there. <laughs> Here you guys go. Here is that start. Timer is going. Good luck to you guys. Hi. Um, yeah, so, dude, I just want to give a few shout-outs. Um before I mentioned Boston Bob, Antho Sense Amelia, um, not another grower, um, Miranda Family Farms, um, Tiger Stripe Genetics, um, and the whole North Star crew. Um, just everybody, everybody who's, you know, like helped me out with anything. Um, if I didn't mention you, I, I'm sorry about that. But um, I've, I, it's nothing personal. I'm just not, you know, can't think right now. So don't take it personal if I forgot to give you a shout out. Photography, my girl Katie, shout out to her. Um, fucking shout out to you, Eagle. <laughs> Who else? You know what's you know what's kind of funny here? Not you. I'm not stopping the shout-outs. Hopefully, I'm not stopping here. But they you, they're closer with the 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 last mouth than they were with the real one. <laughs> if you can believe that. Uh oh. It's the time's up. It is the time's up for the giveaway there. Nothing counts after the stops. Uh, 
follow me too. Like everybody watching, if you follow me, I'm gonna do another giveaway soon. I got a bunch more seeds in the works. Um, the cosmic blue cross and the cosmic blue um seed increase, the old sub cool classic. Um so I'm gonna be giving away a lot of those as free seeds for weed nerds type thing. So um because I just want people to enjoy this medicine, you know. No dispute this round. No dispute this round. Soil born addictions hit it. Dead nuts. One point one. So cheers to you, brother. Soil born addictions. Did you want to ask me anything? What's that? Was there anything else that you wanted to ask or anything that you wanted me to clarify about? Sorry about that. That double R word. I, yeah, I think I, I pretty much covered it. But with that being said, you know, it's like I was hitting to you earlier. Uh, you have to do this portion of the show to be able to pop it in the wormhole. And I really hope that uh, you do. You know what I mean? I hope this isn't my my last opportunity to, to hang out with you. I hope you pop in at one of these wormholes one night. Monday nights are guaranteed wormhole nights if you want to pop on that needy Monday. Another, any other chances are you know, late nights or with no guests, but that'd be cool. Same same Zoom number. Oh, I'll be back. I hope so. I hope so. It's always the same Zoom number, so go ahead and uh, keep that Zoom number. It's funny. You want me? I'll, I'll tell you a little funny story before I ask you for your sound bite about the Zoom invitation. So. As I, I've said many, many times on the air, that the Zoom invitation is the same for the, the nightly wormholes. So lately, I've had cancellations or no-shows on the show. And in one instance or two instances this last week in the no-shows, I've said, you know, thanks... I'm bummed. I was bummed you did no show where I'm always open to reschedule. And a couple of times I've seen you didn't send the invitation or the invitation didn't come. And, you know, obviously it's fucking Instagram. I can see when you've looked at that invitation, correct? So, in my responses to that is. I did send it, but I pulled that invitation back. I, I unsent it because you didn't you didn't earn it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's security reasons. <laughs> you didn't earn your invitation, so I unsent it. So <laughs> you did the right thing, bro. Because honestly, like I consider this a huge opportunity for me, and I'm I'm fucking honored to be here. You know. 
So if if they missed out, then you know you snooze, you lose because like um you know this this isn't just like you know I don't know it's just like a huge privilege for me to be here like I consider it a true honor man and you know if other people didn't then fuck them because like they're missing out man like um you're one of the best people out right now like you literally do this shit every night no matter what and like you're sacrificing your like three or four hours of your night every night for this community you know and like i'm I'm just honored to be here you know <laughs> and it, you know it, it means a lot that it, uh you view it that way for sure because i i view it quite the other way it's an honor like I say in the invitation, it's an honor to have you guys on the show. It's an honor to hear you guys' story and uh, you guys making yourself available for this. You know, so it, it definitely, definitely works both ways, bro. Yeah, I, I couldn't be happier with coming on and, you know, like um, definitely coming on the wormhole, doing a few giveaways and I don't know, maybe I'll have something else figured out by then um and i almost feel guilty about asking for the soundbite after them scribed words but <laughs> any chance i could get you to give me a a soundbite for your episode and do you know what the soundbite is um no <laughs> well, basically what i'm looking for is like the old radio identification identification kind of type shit, you know. Hell, this is playing here and I'm on Z-Rock, but in this case, I'm kind of looking for, hey, this is Rob B and I'm on fucking Talking Shit with Eagle, episode 344. You can add on to that anything. You put shout-outs onto that. Whatever it is, this is basically your commercial for your episode. So, Oh, man. Okay. Hold on, let me see a minute. <laughs> Fuck, I already fucked it up. Can we start over or no? Absolutely. Many people, Danny Danko had to do it five times before he got it right. I, I don't feel Go bad. Ahead. Good. <laughs> I'm ready when you are, my friend. This is Rob Beansman, <laughs> and we're on Talking Shit with Eagle. Eagle Gardens won. And what else? This is episode three. <laughs> this is episode 330. I don't know. What'd you say? Three, 344. Um, 344. Need me to do that again? Only if you want to. I like it when they have fun, when you guys have fun with it and kind of struggle through it. It kind of shows how much fun you've had. <laughs> okay, let's try it one more time, and then after that I give up. Here we go. This is Rob Beanstone, and you're listening. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I fucked it up again. This is Rob Beanstone. <laughs> You're listening to talking shit with... Oh, man. Let me start one more time. I got it. 
F you, right, my this, friend. This is Bob Beansman. You're listening to fucking talking shit with Eagle. Boom. Thank you. <laughs> That's all I got. I do thank you, man. It's, it was awesome getting to know you tonight, man. And I'm looking forward to uh, seeing more of you, man. Yeah, man, thank you for having me. And um, thanks for everybody watching at home. You guys stay safe. Stay medicated. Same with you, Eagle. Hopefully we'll get to smoke more next time. We don't get to smoke that much. But, um, we'll have to smoke a little more next time. Anytime. Anytime. I will not turn down any sessions. <laughs> this is so that is going to... Go ahead. I'm sorry, Rob. Go, please. This is the um, that orange meow that I'm always talking about. Just a little one. It's a cut. Sorry, the camera's kind of fucked up. Just wanted to show that to you guys. That's a modest. Nice looking plant. This is the mixed lighting. This is like a metal halide and then like a cheap blurple LED. And, and they work all right together, you know, like for what it is. So. People like to knock those blurple lights, but they're they're okay. I agree, especially for veg. They veg up some beautiful plants. Yeah. All right, brother. Well, thank you so much again for having me. I'll see you soon. Hopefully. You have a good night, man. Uh, you too, brother. That wraps up this episode. Hopefully you guys will be following him on Instagram. If not, you're missing out. Great gentleman. We are looking forward to seeing more of him. But uh, that does end end uh, this episode 344. You guys looking to come hang out in the wormhole? Give me a few minutes to kind of stretch and reload the tray. And uh, hopefully I'll see you then. You guys know the routine, excuse me. Please try to do something nice for somebody. Random acts of kindness, just like Robbie did tonight. Do save lives, change lives. Thank you guys for tuning in. 